Hop, hop, hooray! Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone. Plus, spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Welcome back to Round Guy the Podcast. At Smithburg, Ottawa, Fairfield, Iowa presents high school football in Southeast Iowa. Smithburg Auto, two locations to serve you better. If you need a car, talk to David. We're on the phone with Coach Edeker of Waco. How you doing, Coach? Pretty good. It's, it's always good to get a win and, and continue on. It's been a while since we've done that. Coach, talk a little bit about that overtime win. There was an overtime, the last second win, I guess. Oh, yeah? yeah? You gave me some wrong information. I, I thought it was overtime. Yeah. Once again, Dave Johnson, Coach. A legend in his spare time. This guy's as sharp as a stick of margarine. All right, so tell us about uh, tell us about your win, nonetheless, Coach. Yep, we uh, you know we, we came out first half and dug ourselves into the hole. Uh, Ed, Edgewood got out uh, twenty to ten and a half. Well, we were doing things correctly. Uh, we could see there was there was light there, but we just weren't quite making the stops. Uh, we couldn't. They had one receiver, uh, number twenty, Ike Jones, who was was very quick, uh, ran really good routes, and uh, we just weren't quite able to cover him. And they moved the ball effectively in the air in the first half. Uh, you know, they came in; they were forty percent passers on the on the year. And, you know, at halftime, we're standing going, holy cow, that's 40%. Wow. Uh, you know, they were probably about 65 or 70% completions in the first half. Um, and we had we moved the ball well on them in the first half. We just uh, shot ourselves in the foot. We could line up for a field goal. And we, we, we had a, a, a snap issue. Snap was there, and we, we didn't quite handle it right at the holder and didn't get the field goal off. And we got stopped on the on the one once when you know they, they made some good plays. I mean they were a, a physical team with with a, a, a decent sized defensive line and, and gave us something we hadn't seen before. Um, and so we were down by ten and a half, and you know we just said told the kids be patient, keep doing what we're doing. We're moving the ball. We're, we're going to get in the end zone. Um, and so we got out the second half, and, and they really started crowding the line even more, and we were able to get some play action passes in. Uh, Isaac Oswald hit uh, Drew Gears twice, one from 41 yards, one from 25 yards on play action passes and was able to score there. Um, we, we tried to run a little trick play on about the five-yard line, and one of our – the receiver that actually ended up catching the ball was supposed to throw the ball, and he ran the wrong thing. He went in the end zone, and our running backs just sort of improvised and, and found him in the end zone, so we were able to score there. But – we came out and scored 19 straight uh, in the second half to, to take a nine-point lead, 29-20. And, you know, Edgewood's is a good team, and they responded. They came back and cut it to one in the third quarter. So at the end of the third quarter, it was 29-28. And, you know, our kids did a great job in the fourth quarter. We got the ball. We drove down in one of our, you know, I don't say classic, but one of our typical drives, we, we, we moved the ball on the ground and, and drove it down and, and put the ball in the end zone on a, on a touchdown by John Rice and, and went up eight. 
And so, you know, we needed a stop, and we didn't get it. They, they drove the length of the field and, and scored on a quarterback draw from about six yards out to cut it to two. So it was 36-34, and they were, we didn't get the stop on the two-point conversion. They ran the same play, and we just missed a tackle, and, and the kid got in the end zone. So it was 36-36 with just over a minute to go. Uh, they kicked the ball deep to Simeon several times during the game, and Simeon had returned it out to, to midfield both times. He averaged 30 yards a return on, on his returns on the night. So I'm guessing that's the reason they didn't want to kick it deep. So they tried an outside kick, and we were able to recover it right at midfield. So we had just over a minute, and we needed about 20, 25 yards because we knew Simeon could – if we got inside the 20, we felt comfortable giving Simeon a shot to kick the field goal. And uh, we completed two passes and, and got inside the 20. We we're down about 40 seconds. We used our timeouts. We, we ran a couple plays just to try to bust one running because we knew we, we didn't want to take any chances throwing. And with 14 seconds left, we called our last timeout. And Simmons stepped up in a 28-yard field goal. Uh, he put it right down the middle. Uh, it, it was good by probably 10 or yard, 10, 12 yards. I mean, it, was, it wasn't in doubt ever when he kicked it. Uh, we did a great job of, of protecting. Uh, they had blocked one of our PATs earlier, and we just made a little adjustment, and, and Drew Gears did a nice job protecting off the, the one edge, and we got the field goal, and, and we won 39-36. Now, the only bad thing was, as, as the head coach, uh, called the timeout too early. So we called the timeout with 14 seconds left, and that means when we kicked the field goal, we had to deal with nine seconds on the clock. So we did. they, they ran two plays. They tried to go deep on one, and, and we it really well, and then they, they did the old style Camford or Cal Stanford pitched the ball around thing on the last down, and, and they got about three pitches, and we tackled their guys. So it, it was sort of anticlimactic on that, but uh, you know we did a really good job. I was proud of our kids and how we we stuck with it and, and drove down and, and got that field goal. You know, in, in high school games, the, you know, field goal is not something you usually see at the end there, and we executed it perfectly well. And it was it was really good. Coach, let me ask you something about you. You mentioned the, the clock management and that you may have called the timeout too soon because it allowed uh, your opponent to, to get a kick. Uh, I've seen that happen uh, with uh, college teams, and, and it makes sense other high school teams have gone through this. When, when there's just seconds left in the game uh, and the quarterback takes the snap in the – victory formation you know they go to the knee right away and I've often thought you know if they backed up a few steps if they uh, ran a little right or left or just took a few more seconds off the clock before they downed it uh, then there wouldn't be that problem with the potential to have to kick off you know after you scored uh, and and I don't see teams doing that do you do you uh, uh, have any idea about why that's not done? It I have, obviously it's a fear of maybe them fumbling, but but uh, I, don't think, I don't think it's the fumbling so much. I think it's the you know when we take a knee, we tell the officials, and the official tells the other team. And you know, and, and from a sportsmanship standpoint, you know, if we're on defense and they're saying they're taking a knee, and we know it's going to just run the clock out. You know, we don't have our our defensive lineman attack and, and and you know fire off into the other lineman. We just you know, we just accept the fact that they have the ball and they're taking the knee. And I think that's the majority of it is, is the fact is, you know, we're, you know, from a sportsmanship standpoint, we don't have that 
that mall there trying to get a fumble wherever we know it's just going to be a snap. I'm guessing that. In our case, it wasn't that. I called the timeout because we kicked the field on third down, and I called it with 14 seconds left trying to sit. You know, at the time, I was trying to think, well, we might run a play here. But, I mean, two seconds into the timeout, when I looked at the clock, it said 14 seconds and no timeouts. There was no chance I was going to run a play. So I know in my mind why I called the timeout too early. It just wasn't the right decision at the time because I should have known in my head already that, yeah, we're kicking the field goal, so let's run it down and, and then kick it. Um, you know, we ran a, ramp, a running play. We got tackled on about uh, about the 11-yard line. And instantly I said, well, you know, my brain said, hey, call a timeout here to see if we can get a play run. But then look at the clock and say, oh, 14 seconds. Now there's not time for a play here and still get the field goal. So that was our reason there. Sure. Well, you were trying to ice your own kicker. <laughs> they had all three of their timeouts. They had all three of their timeouts, and they took all three of their timeouts. And, and after the second one, Simeon, you know, they all walk over to me, and I walk out to them. And Simeon's walking out. And I'm Simeon, they're trying to ice you right here. And like the first one, you could tell they did it because they were going to line up their block. They called a timeout to line up their block, and, and they got theirs all set up. And the second time we get lined up, they call the second one. And then I said, Simeon, so they're trying to ice you. Simeon's looking at me. They can't ice me. We're fine. He <laughs> was, was cool as a cucumber and just stepped up and drilled it, and it was it was exactly a, a great ending to a great football game. You know what? <clears throat> Ninety-nine out of a hundred times, uh, when anybody tries to ice the opponent when there's a, a field goal effort to be made, it doesn't work, uh, right? It's just you know most of these kids uh, at whatever level. You know, they just go ahead and kick it. Yep, they just go through the routine and they line up and they just do it. It's, you know, and I think it's because it's, you know, at one time it probably worked. And, you know, kids have seen so much of it now, they just expect it. You know, it's, it's what it is and we're going to line up and we're going to kick it. And we, you know, gave him a little break. I mean, he, he ran the ball on two of the three plays before we kicked it. So, I mean, he gave him a little break and it worked out really nice. Perfect. Well, uh, how you, you beat the really tough Edgewood Colesburg team. Who do you got next? Martinsdale St. Mary. Uh, we have a two-hour and 15-minute drive to get to them. We're at their place. Uh, you know, it's probably the, the biggest question I've got asked all all weekend was, why are you guys going to Martindale St. Mary's when you're nine and zero and they're seven and two? And their two losses came out of district. They lost to Lennings and to Stanton, who are both very good teams in Southwest Iowa. Uh, so they're six and zero in district. We're six and zero in district. We're both first place. Uh, uh, district champs. So, yeah, you know, third tiebreaker this year happens to be alphabetical from A to Z, and, and Mark's Dell come for Wayland. So, we get to drive at their place. Uh, it is what it is. You know, we're going to go over there. Uh, you know, they're undefeated in district. You know, watched a lot of tape on them. They uh, they have some athletes. They have some size. Uh, they have actually a lot of contrast. They have a couple kids that are really really big. You know, plus three hundred pounders that that move and, and do some things well and then they have some kids that are relatively small and I don't know if they haven't updated their roster in a couple of years but uh, according to their roster their two guards are 140 and 142 pounds and I don't you know I can't tell if that's you know on tape I don't know if those are accurate or not but they're not super big kids they're they're smaller kids so you know I think that gives us an advantage our defensive line is, is pretty physical I think that gives us an advantage there uh, the two tight ends are, are smaller, too. One's 160 and one's 140. So, uh, you know, our defensive ends, 
just need to be physical with them and, and, and get get in the backfield and try to control the line of scrimmage. Their center is a is a six three, three hundred and fifty pound kid that moves uh, moves people out of the way really well. I mean he latches on and, and drive blocks really, really well. So our nose guards are gonna have a uh, have their hands full. Uh, Tim and John, we rotate two kids at nose guard. Uh, they've done a, a nice job all year, and they're just kind of have to try something different. I mean, Tim's been able to overpower most centers we've played all year. He's not going to overpower this kid. Uh, he's going to have to use some some skills and some abilities and, and use his agility and get around him. We're talking to Coach Etiker of the Waco Schools. You're sitting at 9-0 one last week with a, a last-minute field goal. Uh, Coach, in talking with you, I haven't had the pleasure to meet you, but but you sound to me like you'd be uh, late 20s, early 30s. Uh, how old are you? I'm 51. You what? <laughs> I'm 51. I've been at Waco 21 years. I took over here in 2001, and, and it's been a great run. And we've had a lot of great teams here. Uh, we had a little stretch where our population dropped, and we uh, you know, the last year we played 11-man football, we had 19 kids out. I was looking at, was looking at my team picture the other night, sitting down in my, my little office. It's on the wall right next to me. It's the last 11-man team. and It's just tiny. We have 19 kids on an 11-man team. It makes it pretty tough to, to practice when you got 19, including freshmen. Well, you... uh, so, we, so we were able to switch to eight-man, and, and we're starting to have some success now. You sound like you're about 35. I just, uh, I, I, it must be the enthusiasm with which you speak. But, well, but you know what it is? It, when, you have a, when you have a season like this, you have that enthusiasm. This group has been a great group to work with. Um, you know, they come to practice and they want to learn. They're, they're, you know, the last time we had a group like this and we had a run like this was our semifinal team in, in, in 2009. I mean, we... Really, you know, when they came to practice, they wanted to learn. They wanted to get better. They wanted to do everything right. And, you know, this is the same group. They are excited to be at practice. You know, last night at practice, we had we have 37 kids out of the team, and three of them were injured and can't play, and the other 34 were all dressed. And, I mean, every freshman was there. Every sophomore was there. You know, you're late in the year. We've been going since the first week of August because we had a week zero game. And, and the enthusiasm and the fun the kids are having has, has just been great. It's contagious with the coaches. I mean, you go and, you, and the kids are excited to be there, and it, it makes you excited, and you turn get more excited, which gets them excited. It's just been a fun, fun fall for us. Well, it, it just sounds to me, and, and I know you're not on the practice field now, but when you are, it makes sense from what I'm hearing. There's a, an enthusiasm that comes from you that has inspired these kids, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm even more concerned for you now than I, before I learned your age. You know, I, I can't tolerate watching uh, games on TV, whether it's uh, a late-inning tied baseball game or a close football game, whatever it is. You know, I'm getting too old for this. How do, how do, you, how do you do it? I, uh, you've got to be revved up. Last week was a test. Uh, you know, uh the sideline it really it was you know the first half we're down I mean and, and honestly I think my age is helping me here uh you know we had a run from about 2004 through 2010 about six seven years in a row where we were we were in the playoffs every year and we were making quarterfinals and semifinals and we were doing really well and when we got in tight games I think I got too worked up and I got too excited and I and I didn't coach I just got excited 
and I really feel that you know the other night when we were playing there, I did a much better job of, of staying calm and coaching kids, not saying, hey, you have to do this, but hey, you need to do it this way so we get it done. You know, not telling kids what to do, but telling kids how to do. And I mean, I think that's something I've, I've learned with age and experience is the more how you can do instead of what to do, the better off you're going to be. Well, I got a couple questions for you, Coach. One, I know the, the for the folks that are coming to see you, they have to get their tickets online, I believe, through the playoffs, and you can speak to that process. And then the second follow-up question is, if you can't be there, how can we follow you online or on the radio, or or what's the opportunities to follow the team? Sure. Uh, yeah, you, you have to go, if you're going to the game, you have to go to the Iowa High School Athletic Association site, click on football, or click on the football, there'll be a buy tickets thing there. Uh, just make sure that when you choose the game, you choose Martinsdale St. Mary's, not St. Mary's Remsen. Uh, Martinsdale St. Mary's is a is a public school just south of Des Moines, and uh, St. Mary Remsen's is a Catholic school in Northwest Iowa. So make sure you choose the right game. Just make sure you choose the Waco game, and you won't have to worry about it. Uh, if you're not going, uh, we have what is called the Warrior Cast. It's our our local online streaming service that does all of our uh, football, basketball games, uh, and volleyball games. So that is just on the radio or on the internet streaming at thewarriorcast.com. Uh, we can contact KLIJ out of Mount Pleasant. We'll be carrying it, and KCII out of Washington will also be carrying it. So those are the radio stations you can hear it at. And if you go to our school calendar, go to our school website, there's a little link for activity calendar. On the activity calendar is a link to the NFHS site that uh, Martin Still is going to be broadcasting on. They're going to live stream it with video on the NFHS network. And the link for that is on our activity calendar. Okay. Coach Edeker from Waco Schools, uh, that game again is when? Is it this Friday? Yep, Friday night at 7 o'clock in Martinsdale. Okay, now here's what I want you to do. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. <laughs> you start taking a, one of those low-dose aspirins every day, one a day. <laughs> You got it. Listen, you've made a believer out of us. We're thrilled to talk with you, and we wish you the best of luck this Friday. I appreciate it. Call me anytime. I love to talk about these kids, and they get me excited, and it's just fun. I can tell. you are got me revved up. I want to suit up myself. <laughs> I, I wouldn't do you any good, but I'd suit up. <laughs> i got a couple coaches in the same boat. I say, you guys get excited all you want. Yeah, I kind of used up my eligibility. Yep, another uh, Yeah, Coach, we appreciate your time, and, and uh, thank you for uh, all the uh, uh, the dialogue, and again, good luck this Friday. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye.